welcome to Get the Balance Right, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking for a quirky spin on business. I'm your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, CPA and profitability coach. I'm a longtime vegan, Gen Xer, cat mom, drag queen enthusiast, and collector of weird dolls and lunchboxes. If you want kick-ass information that includes zany commentary and a dab of woo-woo, then you've come to the right place. I want to help you build a business based on your passion and authentic voice. Are you ready to take control of your finances so you can earn, keep, and grow the money you deserve? If you're a solo entrepreneur that isn't afraid to do things scrappy, then roll up your sleeves and let's get the balance right. Hey, peeps, you are listening to Get the Balance Right Podcast, and I am your host, Heather Zeitzwolf. Our guest today is Jen Dragonette. Yes, that is her last name. I thought maybe that was a fake name. Nope, it's real. Little Dragon Dragonette. And Jen is one of my guests for my series, From Passion to Profits. So I'm really excited for you to meet Jen if you don't follow her podcast or don't know her off of social media. And she's somebody that is, I would say, addicted to learning, just like me. She's taken tons of courses. She's got degrees, certificates, all that kind of stuff. I had a really great time talking with Jen and learning all about her. And I think that you will find her story very inspiring and very relatable. She went through a time which I'm sure a lot of people out there went through during the pandemic where you felt very alone. And she dealt with that. And her way of coming out of her depression was to start a podcast. And now she's producing podcasts. So, you know, good things sometimes come from really dark places. One of the things that I've been dealing with this weekend, this past weekend, was my kitty Sebastian, who is my second born. I had Thelonious. He passed away a couple of years ago. And now Sebastian, unfortunately, we had to let him go. It was so sad. We had to have him euthanized over the weekend just to put him out of his pain. It was a really, really tough decision, but he was really suffering. And you may have heard him in the past. If you've listened to my podcast, he was the cat that was whining in the background for water. He wanted a drink out of the sink. And his best buddy was Thelonious. And after Thelonious died, he has just been crying and crying and crying. I don't know if you believe in the kind of thing where maybe those two kitties are cuddling again and playing in in a better place. That's where I think Thelonious and Sebastian are. I'd like to think so. So this episode is dedicated to my buddy Sebastian, who I'd really miss. I do have another cat. His name is Finnegan and he's still around. He's very healthy. So he's not making any noise right now, but he's sitting right next to me. And ever since Sebastian has passed away, he's been pretty much by my side. I've got like a lump in my throat right now, just kind of thinking about it. So Okay, let's put that aside for a moment. We're on a happier note. I am excited to announce that I've been working with a podcasting coach who is helping me release season three of the podcast. So it's going to go through sort of a relaunch. There will be a lot of the elements of season two in this show, but it's going to be bright and shiny and new. And I'm super excited about it. 
And I really want to hear from my audience. What do you want to hear on this new season show? What topics, what kind of people do you want to hear from? What would you like to learn in this next season of the podcast? For right now, I've decided that I'm going to continue to uplift the female voice. So right now, I only have plans for interviewing female entrepreneurs. I might switch that up a little bit. On my wish list of people that I want to bring on for season three, I've got drag queens on my list. So uh, obviously, female does not need to be defined by body parts. So I have a really fun announcement. Between now and when season three kicks off, we're going to be doing a special giveaway. I'm going to be giving away one VIP day with me, moi, which is a three-hour, one-on-one strategic session, which normally costs $999. So that's like a thousand bucks. All right. You get that for free. And here's what you have to do to win it. You'll have to post something about the podcast. So post either on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Then you have to tag me, find me on social media. You can find the links in the show notes and then use the hashtags, get the balance right podcast and the hashtag from profit to passion and tag me. And every time you do that on social media, you'll be put into the drawing. So the more times you do it, the better. And if you give us a rating and review, if you give me five stars, Send me a snapshot of that and then you will be put into the drawing for the VIP day. Also post that onto social media so I see it and you have to do Get the Balance Right podcast and From Passion to Profits hashtags. And you will also be entered to win the VIP day with me as well. I would love, 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 love it if you could share it with a friend, tag me between now and when season three drops. Make sure that you enter to win and you have to use those hashtags. Please, please, please help this little show grow and grow. All right, peeps, let's get on with the show with Jen Dragonette. Are you ready? Yes. Here is my interview with the delightful, wacky, I'm going to call her wacky because she's wacky like me, kooky, yes, very smart, very educated. Jen Dragonette. Jen Dragonette with the most awesome name I've ever heard. Welcome to Get the Balance Right podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I just, I love your energy and it's just, I know we're going to have so much fun. Oh my God. I love your energy too. You're another quirky, wacky kind of alternative into some really awesome different things. Not the run of the mill (laughs) snooze fest thing. For people that don't know who you are, Jen, tell just a little bit about who you are, your podcast, and you've got multiple businesses. Let's just focus on who you are and your podcast. So yes, I'm multi-passionate. I am a person who doesn't like labels. When I really want to introduce myself, I'm like, hey, I'm Jen. I'm your land mermaid connector of humans. Because realistically, I could list off what I do, but that's not fun. Land mermaid connector of humans sounds way more fun. My podcast is Feed Your Business with Love. And that was because everyone, as you're going through school and all these things, they say, be a ripple, be a ripple. And I was like, 
no, I want to be a tsunami. So my mission with that podcast is to be a tsunami of self-love in your life and business because everything starts from within. I love that. Okay, a tsunami. A ripple, yeah, that sounds like small potatoes. Tsunami, you can't get any bigger than that. that. And you know what's kind of cool about a tsunami is, I mean, real tsunamis aren't cool but because they can have a lot of destruction, but it's also about disrupting what's already there. And you are like me, you're multi-passionate. You got a lot of passions going on and you have a lot of educational background, experience, which I so appreciate because I am a lifelong learner. So tell us a little bit about your educational background. What are all the things that you've studied? What haven't I studied? Except for (laughs) podcasting. That's the one thing I have not studied, which is really funny. So I went to school and I started with graphic design and photography. I finished my associate's degree as the visual communicator. Then I went and I was like, this is boring. So I decided to become a pilot and went through the school. Didn't end up with a degree, but ended up getting certified and then saying like, I am not going to work this hard for that little money. I'm just going to do this for fun. So then I went back to school, got a degree in marketing and managing, got my master's. And then I just started adding seven certificates after that. (laughs) I got to ask you about this whole flight thing. Were you flying like prop planes or like two seaters, four seaters, a Boeing 747? Like what were you flying there? So just little tiny two to four seaters. I was terrified to fly. I missed some trips to go overseas with my grandparents because I would not get on the plane. And this is before you were a pilot, right? This is before I was a pilot. This is why I became a pilot was that... I was like, I am never going to miss another trip. What is it about this that scares me? And it was that I didn't understand it. So what's the best way to do it is immerse yourself. It was the most expensive immersion that I've ever done in my life. But now I can toodle around Sonoma County and little tiny Cessna airplanes. And it's been one of the best, most empowering things that I've ever done. Still don't like flying because I don't like being shoved in a little tiny tube with that many people, but I'm not afraid of it anymore. Now, did you ever jump out of an airplane? Heck no. I'm the person going down with the plane. I did help out with a flight school. When the pilots wanted to jump, I would take the planes back down. But no, mm -mm. perfectly good airplane. Why am I jumping out? (laughs) Exactly. I I feel the same way. It's like in Mexico, you can go on these zip lines. Even that was scary. I couldn't even see the jungle floor below, actually. You'd like look down. You're like, I have no idea how high I am, but I'm in a tree. You've got multiple certificates. So you got a master's in marketing. So you have a business degree then. You have a master's in business. And you've also worked in accounting. How did that come about? I'm really good with numbers. I'm really good at playing in financials. I, I love financial statements. I love them because it's a puzzle. So most people think of like cut and dry, like, but it was a real puzzle. You got to be an investigator. Like, ooh, where did that penny go? Wait, that penny just turned into... How are we off a million dollars? I was just off of, you know, a penny. Like, and it was just, it was fun to be a investigator. So I really enjoyed it. And I just kind of fell into it. Ended up at the flight school. The flight school needed a bookkeeper and I just kept going. I always call what I do like Nancy Drew. Like you got to get all Nancy Drew about some of these things sometimes, especially when someone gives you a messy set of books and you're like, <laughs> What? Where did this come from? And how did this happen? And you got to really like go in there and get all nerdy with it. Well, that's so cool. If you don't mind me asking, how young are you? This is my last year, my 30s. So (gasps) next year I'll be 40. You've packed in a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah. 
What are some of the certificates that you've earned? So I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach. I'm a Hatha yoga teacher. I'm a Reiki master and teacher. I'm a therapeutic art coach, an NLP practitioner. I know I'm forgetting some, but that's what I remember off the top. I'm like, I know there's two more in there, but I don't remember what they were. We've had several people on the show that were NLP certified. And some of the people I've talked to who have been NLP certified have also studied hypnosis. Now, did you also study that? No, no, I had to stop. I had to stop. I had to. I'm a lifelong learner, but it was one of those. I was seeking certificates for validation and to feel worthy. I love learning, but it was more of a self-validation, like, okay, I can be good enough to show up if I have this one more certificate, which isn't true. You don't have to be certified (laughs) in most things. I also feel that as well. I think the people that are more overeducated are the ones that maybe suffer from imposter syndrome. It's like, well, I need to know a little bit more before I can put myself out there as the expert. I love to learn, but I think that is part of it. When I started offering some services in my business, I was like, well, I better take another course on this because I need to have this certificate. And my clients didn't care if I had a certificate in that. I already knew the information. I don't know why I felt like I needed to have a piece of paper. Very cool. You've got all these passions. And I would assume that you're passionate about the things that you study, not just to get the piece of paper. Now you're helping people that are in business with their podcast. Tell us about that business. So it was very interesting. Podcasting fell in my lap. One morning I woke up and was like, I'm going to be a podcaster. And that day I actually launched my show with the trailer, had my first interview the next day, had no clue what I was doing, ranked at number 55 in the top self-love podcasts in eight months. And then I ended up in a clubhouse room and we were just supposed to be there for meet and greet, but somebody found out I had podcasts that was doing relatively well. The host was like, can we talk about podcasting? Do you have some time? Can we keep the room open? I was like, oh, sure. And we started talking. And at the end of that, she's like, do you have a course? And I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) I did not. I did not have any idea, any clue. But in 72 hours, right after that, I wrote down what I could possibly offer. I put up a quick sales page. And in 72 hours, I sold out my beta program. So that's how podcasting came about to me. And now it's really podcasting for your soul. So working with me, there's different levels that I absolutely love. But I think of podcasting as this like beautiful soul tool. It's really helps you find confidence, find your voice in a way that is unfiltered. Because on a podcast, you can pretty much say what you want. You don't have to check yourself like you do on a lot of other platforms. So I really think you get to find your authentic self. Yeah. So that is actually coming from a different kind of place. So feeding your soul is different from, I want downloads. I want to fill my group programs. I want to be an affiliate. I want advertising dollars coming in like John Lee Dumas. Let's hang out here for a second because this show is for entrepreneurs and a lot of entrepreneurs get into podcasting to have either another revenue stream or to promote themselves. But let's just talk about this whole soul filling Do you work with people that are, it's just a passion project for them? I work with all people. Realistically, they're all business owners. Oh, okay. But I just take a different approach because you have so many people out there selling the structure. Structure your show this way. Show up on these platforms. Promote it this way. If you do this, pay for this advertising. But what I found with my business, like right now I'm to a point where I need to hire someone 
or I need to stop taking clients because one of my businesses has grown that much and I don't sell at all. But my podcast comes from my soul. People get to know the real me on my podcast. Whereas if I'm showing up somewhere else, I feel like I have to be put together. I feel like Mm. I have to be censored. It's podcasting for your soul, but podcasting is 95% of where I get my revenue from. Wow. You've really tapped into this. So your podcast, when did you say that you started it exactly? How long ago? (laughs) February of 2020. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it was one of those that started during the pandemic. Right. uh, before, right we before the pandemic. Know COVID. We didn't even know about it at the point when I launched. When you started, it wasn't like, I'm going to start teaching people how to do podcasts. It wasn't that at all. It was more of a self-help type thing. How did you, in the beginning, did you come up with your own ideas? Did you interview people? I mean, I've listened to your podcast, but full disclosure, I haven't gone back to the very beginning. So I don't know how, how it was in the very beginning. It really started out with me interviewing with a lot of people. Okay. I had gotten to a pretty dark place in my life where it was one of those like, okay, universe, if I don't have a purpose, don't let me wake up tomorrow. One of those kind of dark places. And I needed a way to talk to people. I worked from home. My husband's in fire. It was me and the dog. Like that was it. And I needed more in my life. How can I connect? Because I hated at that point in my business, I was like, can we jump on a discovery call? Let's have a ch- coffee chat. And everyone was saying no. Oh. Nobody wanted to jump on coffee chats because that was meaning I'm getting sold to. I was able to create this podcast and I started talking to people and sharing their message. And it felt really good to be able to say, hey, I have this platform. Let me promote you. But while I was doing that, what I wasn't realizing I was also doing was networking Mm-hmm. And building my business by just having conversations and promoting other people, those people kept referring people into my business. And so at that point, though, because you weren't helping people with podcasts, what was your business? Was it more in a mental health capacity? Yeah. So I was a chronic pain health coach at that point. I was helping people with chronic pain and chronic illness live fulfilled lives. So this is the same podcast you have now. It just sort of morphed over time. It morphed over time. So until this year, it was feed your body with love. And then it, as I grew, I started collecting entrepreneurs and I was like, okay, well, as an entrepreneur, let me tell you, that's like the best self-help you can ever get for yourself is let's go be an entrepreneur. If you are not doing personal development as an entrepreneur and you are successful, high five, double high five. <laughs> like you're doing something great, market that because that's the magic in the bottle. But it just started teaching me about myself. I think podcasting is so forgiving. You can pivot, you can have seasons, you can have series. So you don't get trapped in this box, like get me out of this box. And it allowed me to just pivot and pivot and have different guests and all different walks because self-love, there's a lot of topics you can talk about under that topic. Even though it morphed, it still has some of the same themes running through it. So you can pivot, but people aren't like, whoa, this is completely different. It still had that essence of what you started with and it continues today, but it's just kind of changed over time. That's really cool. My yeah. my podcast has changed as well. And I'm coming up on episode 100 and it's going to change again. It is definitely a commitment. It's a lot of work. Yes. Unless you hire someone. That's true. And you do that. Not only do you help people launch their podcast. Tell us what else you offer. 
So I also help with strategy. A lot of podcasters come to me. They don't want the production side of it, which I also do, but they want the strategy. What's the next step for me? What's the creative next step? I'm in a roadblock. I can't come up with another episode. Or maybe they've only been a solo show and they want to merge into interviews and they're just not seeing the results. They're really focused on the download numbers and they come to me and we really strategize behind it. You can have a really low download show and have a really high profits business because it's just having those right people and showing up in the right places. So I do a lot of strategy. That's like my main, my fun zone. I call it my fun plan. (laughs) It's like, let's come up with something that fits you. If you hate social media, let me help you build it without social media. If you love going live, let me teach you how to do your show as a live stream and work based off SEO live streaming to YouTube. Really getting into what feels good to you. Because again, when I was looking in the industry, so many people are like, all right, you got to post on this platform and this platform. And after your show, do this, this, and this. And it's like, I hate showing up on social media. It doesn't feel aligned to who I am. And So I threw out everybody else's strategies. And that's the one thing that's great about me is because I've pivoted through so many things, because I have so much education and I'll be honest, I spent $100,000 between coaches and courses in the last four years. So I have taken YouTube courses, Pinterest, like name something. And I have enough background to help you figure out like, all right, what feels good to you? Let's try this on for six months. If this doesn't work, let's take it off and try something else on and being there as a cheerleader in the back end. So I love helping people with that kind because one size doesn't fit all. Do a lot of people come to you with pod fade? Like they started this podcast thinking like, oh yeah, it's going to help my business. And then they realize like, man, this is a lot of work and I don't even know what to talk about each week. There's some that come to me with the production side of it. Like I am spending 20 hours a week editing my 30 minute show. And I'm like, no. There's some shortcuts that you can do. You can, again, hire someone like me and my production company, or there are some softwares out there that make your life so much easier. (laughs) I have spent a lot of time researching platforms and things make your life easier. So we streamline it because that's part of the reason why people pod fade out because it's so much fun to have the conversation, but then you have this audio file that, oh, I've got to, you know mix it down to 16 loops and I've got to do this. And then I've got to write those stupid show notes. And then they're using these show notes and they're not making a blog out of it. I'm like, hello, that's not even searchable. <laughs> like, you know, So it's just kind of cleaning up the back end and streamlining the process, which is one of my zones of genius is to make anything like you want to get from A to Z without having to do the whole alphabet in between. I'm your girl. As entrepreneurs, we end up in the weeds doing a lot of things that other people are better at doing that we should just hire that out. You have so many different passions. This is awesome that you are profiting from your passion. Are you also working on the side hustle? <laughs> They're all side hustles. <laughs> so my main, my main business is my production business. Like I said, it's growing. I'm going to have to hire. I can't take the load anymore, which is like, thank you universe. May I have another because it's so cool because I'll get to actually help someone else you know, live this life because I get to have an employee or a contract. I'll have to talk to you to figure out, you know, which is (laughs) going to be the best form for my business and where I'm at. But there's different levels. I have courses. I have all these different things to fit into any budget. I also have a free like strategy session, which a lot of people don't take advantage of it. I'm like, Hey, I am literally giving you 30 minutes of my time where I will research your show, dig into your show 
no strings attached. I won't even pitch you at the end of it, period. Like I will tell you, here's your show. Here's what I think you should do for your next step. If you want to work with me, you can come back. If not, I am like the least salesy person because again, that's something that I've learned when you have a passion for something and somebody comes into your space and they're like, holy crap, she just fixed my show. You know, I just got an extra 20 followers on my show from just the simple little tweak. Wow. They come back. It's helpful to have different levels because I don't want to get the new business owner saying, oh, well, I can't afford Jen. You know, just like the Fiverr thing, like Mm -hmm. it's 30 bucks. Pay somebody to do it. If even if you're bootstrapping from the beginnings, there's so many ways to get support from me that's even like, okay, well, you don't have the budget for it. Let's look at people. I now have a bunch of people on Fiverr that I have tested out just because I like testing people. And that's where I started that I trust. Mm. You can get show notes for five bucks. Not that I'm trying to take away from my production business (laughs) because we do a lot more, but there's ways to bootstrap stuff. And I want to make sure that the beginner podcaster to the, you know, podcaster that's just getting started, that has all the money. That's just like, here, take my money, just make it happen. You know, podcasting is for the soul for me. And I really want people to see how powerful this network can be. It's it saved my life. It, wow. it changed everything for me. And yeah, podcasting saved my life because of the dark place that I was in to where I am now without the network that I created through my podcast. I don't know what today would bring. Can you describe some of the things that podcasting helped you with? Was it like self-esteem? Was it just community? What did you get from podcasting? So it really did help me first with creating a community. I couldn't have started a podcast at a better time. I was already feeling like a recluse and stuck in my house and didn't have a lot of friends in my area. Started for that. And the funny thing was 2020, my New Year's resolution was to make friends in real life. Well, (laughs) that didn't happen. Along comes podcasting and it's built this network. I have the most beautiful souls come on my show. And it's so funny because every time I'm struggling with something, my guest comes on is like, mic drop here. I just fixed what you're, you're struggling with. I didn't plan this podcast. I let it be a passion. I just let it flow. And it just seemed that every time I was getting stuck in some areas, that was the guest that showed up on my show. Yeah. It was like the universe yeah. was telling you something. It really got me out of my shell in last year. I met one of my people that had come on my podcast. I met her in Costa Rica. Wow, you did? Was that on purpose or by accident? Yeah, yeah, on purpose. She was having a retreat down there and I am terrified of germs. I'm not the person that won't leave the house because of germs, but I'm scared of germs. So Mm -hmm. I traveled during a pandemic to go meet a person that I didn't know. At that point, I was struggling with body image issues. And I was going to a yoga retreat with a bunch of yogis that Mm -hmm. were fit. So there was all these things, these, these beliefs I had that I broke through, but if I didn't have my podcast, I would have never done it. Wow. That's amazing. So it just allows you to really start being yourself unfiltered. You know, I mean, two years ago, I would have never introduced myself as a land mermaid connector of humans. (laughs) Why would somebody introduce themselves like that? You know, it has to be, hi, I'm Jen. I am a podcast strategy, but you know, like, yeah, no, (laughs) I'm going to assume you have a fascination with mermaids. Mermaids are awesome. So are you a fan of the ocean or you, you said land. So are you more of a fan of the land? Are you a water person? I am both very much so both, but if there is water, I will be in it. Our ocean here is like, I think it was 51 degrees last, last week, 50, 
51, 52. And I'm out there without a wetsuit <gasps> swimming in the ocean. It's hard for me to not be in water if it's around. It doesn't matter how cold it is. It doesn't have, I mean, even murky. I mean, it, it's bad. I am drawn to water, but I'm also very connected to nature. I'm the one that's out there dancing in the moon, sometimes not very close, <laughs> soaking in those moonbeams. I am that kind of a person. And you have a horse. So tell us about your horse. So her name is Faith. I actually, I lease her. So I'm, I've oh. kind of like adopt her slash lease her. Like there's, I have a great, great way that I get to have her. She's a little tiny quarter horse. So like me, she's so short and stocky and pretty moody. And we just get along. And she has actually taught me so much that the book that I'm writing, there's three people in the book. So there's a businesswoman, stay-at-home mom. And then there's the perspective of my horse because my horse has taught me a lot about being a highly sensitive person. Is this a novel that you're writing? No, it's an actual book. Oh, wait, what? Whoa, 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 wait a minute. It says draft <laughs> on it. She's she's holding up something for the people that are just hearing this. And it's it's going to turn into like a bigger brand. It's going to be branded instead of Feed Your Body with Love. It's going to be branded as the Feed Your Business with Love. So it's all about self-love and actually finding yourself. Because as society, and like like my horse taught me, is just to be yourself. Like we can be afraid of so many things. We're so sensitive to everything that's around us. Oh my goodness, ladybug landed on my nose. I'm going to buck and go crazy because this thing might eat me. And it's little. And just watching her in the field interact with these things, I'm like, that is exactly what happens in our daily lives. As you're walking through life, there's a little thing that gets in your way and it causes these huge outbursts. Wow. And it and just was so interesting. Now, did you grow up with horses or is this the first time you've ever had a horse? This is the first time I've had a horse. I did not grow up with horse. I grew up horse obsessed. We had neighbors that had a horse. And when I was you know, one or two and finally could walk, I would run up to these horses and just grab onto their faces. Terrified my mom because my mom <laughs> is terrified of horses. I've always had a fascination with them because they're such big, majestic, powerful animals. But a ladybug can scare them. I had no idea that that was the case. That is that's funny and cute. And wow. Had, have you gotten a video of something like that happening? No, I but I was riding my horse and the ladybug came. This is a recent story because it was like a, last year when I was on my horse, a ladybug came and was near her eye and she just lost her mind and oh I'm on God. her. So she's fucking well. Let's be real. She's old and she's lazy. So our bucks aren't that bad. And our cow kicks and all of these things are not that bad. But <laughs> we definitely got a little terrified for a moment. <laughs> and then it's just calming down and it's learning that connection. Like I'm on her and I'm helping her. If I would have gotten terrified, would have just made the situation so much worse. So you have this connection where it's like, okay, I've got to remain calm to help this, this animal, this person remain calm. So there's so much we can learn about how to be in our lives from a horse and wow. lead from that, that, that place of love. When is the book due to come out? Do you have a, a schedule for that yet? <laughs> I'd love to have a schedule for that. I need an employee. <laughs> so many things you want to do and it's tough. The clock is ticking all the time. You said you're not a big social media person, but you have a website. How do people find you? I do hang out on Instagram. If I have to pick a social, it's Instagram. So I'm J dot dragonette then that's the fictional character dragon d-r-a-g-o-n e-t-t-e little dragon I'm a little dragon in the house again if i'm not a land mermaid i'm a little dragon 
sometimes breathing fire, <laughs> sometimes really cute, like Puff the Magic Dragon, that fiery side's in there. And then my website is jdragonet.com. And that has all the different things from podcasting to if you're stuck in limiting beliefs, learning to paint with your eyes closed to bust through some, some you know, ceilings that you have, maybe even profit ceilings. And yeah. That's, those are the two ways that are probably best to find me. And I do want to ask you about this painting with your eyes closed because you have the <laughs> most adorable, fun picture that is your face with paint on it. And I love that. And I, it was like one of those things that drew me to you because I was like, wait a minute, who is this girl? She's got paint on her face. This is awesome. What is painting with your eyes closed and what does that do for you? Is it a form of art therapy or something? Yeah, it's art therapy. So I've combined a lot of things over the years. And this was another one of those. Again, I woke up one morning. I'm like, I'm going to teach this. And it was Blob to Masterpiece was the original name of the program instead of (laughs) Art of Release. We spend so much time trying to be perfect, trying to fit in the boxes, trying to create things that look like something that when you close your eyes, you allow yourself to intuitively pick colors. You can do it with pens, pencils, crayons, anything, but you intuitively pick colors and allow yourself to just flow across the page as soon every single person has looked at that and been like, oh my goodness, there's my answer. The first time I did it with myself and I had somebody else that was kind of helping me with something that was similar, but not quite. It was a meditation. She had recorded me a meditation and I was like, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to draw at the same time. I picked up a white crayon and thought I drew this beautiful picture. And it was about my spirituality and how I was showing up. And I thought I drew this beautiful picture. Then I picked up a second crayon. It was a light gray. So I got done. I opened my eyes and I was like, my page is almost blank. So in my spiritual life, I have this beautiful picture, this beautiful thing inside. However, I'm not sharing it. These profound things that come up and it's the same like teaching a class. The first class was all dark colors that I, I taught. I taught one later that day. It was all bright colors. I was really nervous the first time. The second time I was really bright, but intuitively I have a big bucket, shake it up. It's not like I'm picking these colors. So it just teaches you a lot. So people want to try this at home. So you said it could be paint, pens, crayons, whatever. Do you have like a big piece of paper in front of you? You got paint on your face. So, I mean, and you must be sometimes uh, missing the paper and getting your face. That's the fun (laughs) part is if you are somebody who's struggling with perfectionism and can't be dirty, get washable Crayola paints and finger paint. And I've worked with kids that do this. I worked with a couple of kids that had a really hard time wanting to go outside because they didn't want to get dirty. And Mm. we did this exercise and we walked through it. And you just really have to think about it. Come in with an intention of like, I'm really stuck, you know, and just allow yourself to just be with it. Normally when I do it, we come up with what the core problem is. I work through some EFT tapping stuff. Oh, that was the other one. One of the other ones. I'm a (laughs) tapping practitioner. And we kind of go through this process of calming yourself and looking at the, whatever it is. We've done anything from leaders having trouble that we're leading to again, kids that didn't want to go outside. And then we come up with homework afterwards. So like the kid that didn't want to go outside, I was talking with their parents and I'm like, do you guys want like have flower pots or something? Go out and get them flowers so that they can plant them and make them plant them with their hands. Mm. And I got, you know, messages back from the parents later that are like, oh my goodness, I don't know what you did to our daughter, but she wants to be outside. She's playing in the sand. It really changed. And she loves doing this now when she's getting to that frustration point. 
she goes and gets her paints or her crayons and just starts allowing it to be. So it's really just going in with intention. Part of being a kid is doing stuff messy and exploring things because when you become an adult, there's so much pressure to like uh, be perfect all the time. Jesus. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Well, that is so cool. Thank you so much, Jen, for being on the show today. It's been so much fun. And I love learning about you. And there's way more to unlock. You're a woman with many layers. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. If you're in business and you are miserable and you just hate it, add play. Add play somehow. I love that. I'm always about having fun like that. Every day you got to laugh. Allow yourself to be silly and have fun. Um being serious all the time is, well, it's just not fun, really. No, no. And you can make anything fun. I mean, look, you know, you look at like what you do for a living, like people think finance and accounting is so boring, but you have proven that that is not the case. Exactly. And you know, when you get all Nancy Drew in there, then it's exciting and it's full of intrigue, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jen, for hanging out with me today. Thank you. Thank you. 